0: Good morning, Viet Canute, Viet Norway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good morning, Viet What Norway.
0: is the capital of Norway? It is Oslo. I knew the answer. Um, has it, it always t- been the capital?
1: Yes, but it was called something else. What was it called? Christiania, oh, after some Danish came in Christian.
0: The, um, what's the population?
1: About five plus
0: million people, same as That's Arizona. all in Norway. That's it? No, but Oslo is what six hundred grand, maybe. Oslo is about one point two million, I think. Oh, it's a Big city. Yeah. The it's the weekend, but we're still taping. A panic with friends, and we're going to um, go back to back with Brad Feld. He uh, we talked a lot about panic, but now we w- Brad wanted to do a look forward because of the he's been digesting a lot of information about COVID and leading some efforts in Colorado and Boulder after their first cases. So we're going to get them on the phone in a second for a follow-up potty, potty cast. Quick question about Norway. Do you, I don't know if I'm, I'm I'm gullible about this stuff on the internet, but is it, does the wife take on the first name of that? Is it now Mrs. Knute? <laughs> Oh, not really. No, I've been calling her Mrs. Canute for 20 years. Uh, oh, just yeah. will you apologize for me? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, seeing that Chris knew we she all knows went to a school crazy, together. So it's okay. Yeah. Know. I thought, I, th- I thought that was where someone tricked me. So if they don't, that's why I thought everybody was named Canute after a while. <laughs> the, uh, all right. So I asked, uh, some of our companies at social leverage to write an ad and Koi the only one that responded. We'll get some more next week. <laughs> so smart on them. And so I'm going to read you a little piece about Coifin, one of our portfolio companies, because we're not taking ads because of the recession. You know what we've tried? And uh, other than toilet paper, uh, we can't find any sponsors. So Coifin is one of our portfolio companies. If you want to track and analyze what's happening in the current market turmoil, this is the product for you. It's a web-based platform that lets you analyze stocks, ETFs, mutual funds, and other assets all in one place. I use it every day. I'm addicted. It's my platform uh, for going on and tracking the market on my watch list. Uh, you're going to love it. has a ton of high-quality data, powerful functionality, and a clean interface. The best part is it's free. For now, you can sign up at www.koifin.com. That's K-O-Y-F-I-N.com. All right, let's try and get Brad on the phone and follow up on everything. Hey there. Bradley Cooper?
1: Wrong, Brad. Close, though.
0: (laughs) We called Bradley Cooper. It was forwarded to this number.
1: Well, I'm tired of, you know, being whatever he is. I don't even know what Bradley Cooper is. Who
0: knows what he's up to? So uh, uh, thanks for uh, picking up right now. Our number's in your system.
1: Yeah, so now you don't go straight to voicemail.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The edit is really funny. It'll it'll be out on Monday. So uh, you had the idea... Last night, could tell you how busy both of us are now that we're uh, under home arrest with our wives um to do a follow up of panic with friends. This is panic this is the first panic with friends part two Just panic
1: panic part two well, I, I was thinking the about- aftermath I
0: think we're gonna call this, because this is gonna yeah, be a little more sure. what well, I mean, you had some thoughts because we didn't really talk about the virus and you your leading local community efforts or not leading but trying to organize groups to uh, lead efforts because that's what you do so we wanted to talk a little bit more about the looking forward correct
1: that's correct i mean even in 24 hours you know since we talked yesterday at about the same time i think that there's uh you know a shitload of stuff going on and i realized as a number of things uh, happened and that i was putting together sort of through the weekend and starting to put in place for next week that we spent most of our conversation talking about looking backwards yeah and you know i i did uh allude to the grind which is just like there's just a ton of work to do um starting yesterday so, yeah in the midst of a crisis but also for a long time after and it's it's a lot of work in a situational context that's just rapidly different than what anybody was prepared for thinking about or anticipating and i i thought it'd be useful to just talk talk about that a little bit uh you know m- mostly for a couple levels, right? Anybody that listens to this podcast, that's a business leader, that's a CEO or an entrepreneur, like these are, this could be very tactically helpful. But also I think for people in general, is there, you know, one of the, one of the things that happens when you start to see something like this envelop lots of people is a sense of paralysis about what to do sure. or, you know, digging in against certain things or for certain things, um, where it's not that the ideas become politicized, but it just becomes, you know, we have a sort of natural sense of, well, we have to have a strong opinion. Where's our strong opinion coming from versus, you know, you have to just really be fluid and able to react to whatever new is happening on a daily basis. So I want to talk about that. Soon.
0: So so tactically, what's happening in Boulder and greater Sense, Colorado or, or what you're reading in the last 24 hours?
1: Well, there's, there's multiple things that are going on. Um, so we're fortunate in Colorado to have a governor, uh, Jared Polis, who's an entrepreneur. So, you know, Jared, Jared knows how to kick things into gear and, you know, he's doing a bunch of, a bunch of stuff at the state level. Um, I've always believed really strongly that the most effective activity occurs when there's both uh, public activity and private activity. Mm -hmm. So uh, a midweek this week, I think on, on Wednesday morning, uh, last week, uh, a group of about, 25 or so, um, leaders of the fastest growing entrepreneurial companies in Colorado, mostly Denver, Boulder based. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these are all the companies that are sort of classic high growth startups, uh, got, but they, got they have with,
0: cap at like their later stage.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 500 person companies, 200 person companies, hundred person companies, you know, that sort of thing. So, yep. so real businesses versus, you know, three person startups yep. that are just trying to get going. Yep. Um, and, and, uh, we got together as a group, Brian Leach, who runs Ibotta, really facilitated this because he was trying to figure out what he should do with his 600-person company. Mm -hmm. And we had a call where we did uh, two things. One is we shared what everybody was doing and thinking about work from home, about how to deal with safety issues in the workplace, about how to, you know, what issues were going to come up with people with kids, um, you know, how to deal with events in the future, how to deal with travel and uh in an hour there was a huge amount of information shared which is really helpful that then resulted in us issuing uh and all the companies involved committing uh to do a set of things which uh, essentially we have agreed to do across about 35 or 40 of the highest fastest growing companies in Colorado, which is you know immediately shift to work from home. Um, and does which, that mean you
0: know, 100% of the companies or 80% or
1: Well, it's basically 100%. It, mm-hmm. some of the com- some of the companies have skeleton crews in the office. They have different ways of dealing with if they have to have production fulfillment in the office to have a uh, very low number of employees coming in contact with each other, but you know, all of them all of all have agreed, you know, no in-person recruiting, no in-person hiring, um no travel. Um you know, either either domestically or internationally, everything via 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 video um, for the next couple of weeks. And the, the motivation of this is this no- notion of flattening the curve, mm-hmm. which is you buy into lowering, that. I mean, it makes I sense. Tot- yeah. I hugely buy into it because the um, only way weeks. a
0: startup could flatten the curve is just continue to screw up. And whereas this thing, the only thing we can do to flatten the curve is like to get on it.
1: Yeah, and and it's you know the it's it's well understood that be, you know because the transmission dynamics are now pretty well understood uh, social distancing does matter um my partner Seth Levine wrote a great post which is oh. social distancing is different than social isolation
0: okay i'll and, uh, link to it in this post so that's yeah, it's on
1: sethlevine.com th- Seth, Seth, S- Seth and then you've been covering like,
0: and then people will go to feld.com and, and can get the this the stuff you wrote about you're talking about today as well
1: yeah yep. the power the the power of this though is you know you because of the technology that we have today whether it's it's you know even conference calls but video conferencing you don't have to have social isolation from each other but you can uh, adhere to social distancing and if you do any of the math if you assume that the US data is correct which it isn't but if you start from the assumption that the US data is correct social distancing will have a massive impact on flattening the curve in the short term and the real reason we need to do that is to let the healthcare system gear up because our healthcare system is is not at all in, in certainly not in Colorado, but I think in no states prepared for the what's happen, what's what's about to come. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that that happens if if you uh, take that approach is instead of having people running around in sort of fear, concern, panic mode and have a lot of people in the workplace have stress because now their kids' schools are shut down. And so now they've got to figure out how to deal with their kids. Like You you create an environment where everybody sort of knows that for the next two or three weeks, we don't know how long it is, but for the next couple of weeks, there is a, a very different change in the way that we interact with each other as an effort to slow things down. So that that's a big move that the tech community uh, is doing. It's it's separate. Interestingly, if you drill down a layer to a company and, you know, we've been working across our whole portfolio, uh, Not to over your
0: companies like that, I gotta imagine.
1: Yeah, it's probably about 80 companies or okay. something like that, but yeah, big number. And you know, my, uh, a, a premise that I have, and this comes from experience, you know, in previous crises, certainly the internet bubble, uh, I wish I had understood this better. Um, and I understood this in, in the financial crisis, uh, Everybody just finished doing their 2020 plans, like right? literally. So every, yeah, I mean, you know, most it's more it's beginning of March, yeah. right? So most startups finish their 2020 plan sometime in January. Nobody gets it done before the end of the year. You get it approved in February. It's your board meeting in February, even though you've been operating under it. Like that 2020 plan, you may as well just
0: burn. roll it up and it's, burn it. It's
1: yeah. completely it's irrelevant. It's not just wrong; it's irrelevant. Yeah. And the the mode that some people go into is to start to say, okay, well, let's replan and that's exactly the wrong use of time hmm. um instead of replanning you should shift into a mode of i need to pay attention to what's happening day by day week by week
0: at the right? ceo so, level or at tactical C, uh, CEO C, of, CEO, C CEO C level ceo 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 level but across the yeah. whole
1: company yeah. right so for example um you know we have some companies who are seeing their businesses Velocity. Yeah. Well, fall off a cliff. We have yeah. other businesses that see their businesses velocity as increasing.
0: Yeah, stock is increasing. Just right. Because, they they yeah.
1: do something that that you know kind of goes the other direction. So it's not so obvious what to do. Interesting. And it's going to change every day. And so you know, there's a very famous Ben Horowitz line about being in peacetime CEO or wartime CEO. Mm-hmm. Um, some people love that. Some people, you know, especially military people, think it's it's uh, silly. Consulting, yeah. Are insulting, but regardless, I mean, this is, this is in the, the metaphor is you shift into a different mode, right? Mm-hmm. We are, you're now under attack. Um, and you have to figure out in the context of your business what to do, but the data changes so fast mm-hmm. that instead of planning for a long period of time, what you should do is the recommendation we're giving to our portfolio is, um, just, uh, turn off all of the optional behaviors. Got it just turn the dial down and, you know, stop hiring. Uh, If if you turn the dial on hiring down and stop for two weeks and in two weeks, everything is fine. Just turn it back on. Yeah. But if in two weeks we're in a different place where, for example, there's some speculation that the U S numbers are off by two orders of magnitude because there's so little testing going on in the U S right now. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Instead of, I guess, we're now over 2,000, you know, cases, two orders oh, of magnitude. It was,
0: it was 1,000, so now it's 2,000 already?
1: Yeah, it's 2,200 this morning. Wow. And, you know, two orders of magnitude would be 200,000. I think that number seems high, but it's not inconceivable that the real number is 50,000 or 100,000 right Infected? now. for sure. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we'll, we'll know so much more. You two know days. so much more every day that the best thing to do is just to shift into that mode. And, you know, any company that's sizable can probably handle, you know, a couple of weeks to a month of dislocation, but it probably can't handle much more than that, especially if you're a fast growing startup that's losing money. And so, you know, then putting in place very clear parameters and moments in time where you start doing things to preserve the cash that you have to extend the runway that you have.
0: Cause that's the, that's the if data point right here direction. is preserve cash.
1: That's I mean, right. the, the run, ultimate don't, data don't point, because
0: mind. you don't know, is preserve cash. You know, don't be crazy, but unfortunately, you just as a CEO, you've got to preserve cash.
1: There's a really interesting timing thing in the U.S., which I think is, I don't know whether it's lucky or it's an artifact or whatever, which is that spring break is about to happen.
0: Is happening. My daughter and, has got. Okay, uh, it is happening, right. Yeah.
1: And, well, screwed up, but I would shift it around the other way, and I would just say, just have spring break be three weeks long, and everybody do spring break at home.
0: They are. Rachel's at home. Max, uh, we're only letting him do small groups. I mean, he has two jobs, but I agree. You know, do it at home. There's no big deal. Just just hunker down. Her big issue is, you know, she put four years and four and a half years in college, and there may not be graduation. So they're dealing with their own little weird – and it's not weird, sorry. It's their own stress.
1: Graduation, weddings. Right. I was talking to somebody earlier today whose daughter, you know, 20 something year old daughter is getting married and
0: they got a cancer
1: first week of April. And, you know, it's it's emotionally charged. Right. Right. And so to the extent as a leader, uh, whether it's in a company or in a community, um, you recognize the level of emotional charge and you try to take some of the emotional charge out of the system. Not by saying, you know, this is a crisis and the world is going to end. It's more of a, hey, let's shut down optional activities and and just sort of hunker down and focus on addressing the crisis until the crisis is over. Or at least we're on the other side of the amplification of the crisis.
0: I think BC has had it the easiest. and We're going to have it hard this week, but meaning cancel events. We canceled our event. You canceled your founder. Those were just optional things that were easy. They weren't easy because you got to deal with the expenses and who's going to eat them and negotiate with the hotels. Th- those the VCs had it rather easy in the first. Well,
1: those are those, easy hit. choices yeah, because easy we sort of look at it and like, all right, well, you know, we, we had a CEO event last week that we canceled and we yeah. canceled it two days before the event. And I think the thing that fundamentally caused us to cancel the event We had mixed. There was a a a mixed view early in the week as to whether social distancing was the thing to kick into gear on. Um, By midweek, we were all sort of like, you know, social distancing is is a logical thing. We need to kick this into gear. But the reason that we canceled it at the beginning, you know, we decided to be in the week to cancel it was we felt like we were being irresponsible to ask our CEOs to fly around the country to Boulder, from East Coast, West Coast, from lots of different places when they should really be spending time focusing on their businesses, working with their teams. Yeah, and yeah, while it might feel comfortable for everybody to get together and talk about things, we could we could share that information pretty easily without having everybody fly to one place, independent of whether there was risk associated with transmission that sort of thing.
0: And that's what's going to change in the future. Is a lot of us just make that may make that decision. As a natural thing going for, I mean, obviously it's going to come back because everybody's got to connect at some point. But there's going to be a lot easier for people to just say no. Uh, but I think so. BC's had it easy, like you're saying, tactically. That was became a no-brainer middle of the week, you know, whatever you want to call it, social distancing or just being responsible or letting the companies do what they're supposed to do right now, which is uh, not panic, but actually put a tactical 60 day wait and yeah, see. Just-
1: so just just put a container around it in terms of time, and you know, uh, Apple. You know, uh, I think they closed their stores for Yeah. Well, but but WWDC is going virtual, so they they're not doing it in person. Uh, I think it's this week or next week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's virtual. Uh, Facebook's event is virtual. Um, Google canceled I O. Microsoft's event is going virtual, right? So everybody went to uh, the the large events, right? Tens of thousands of people. Let's not do this. Um, and the really interesting thing is what happened with sports. I don't know. No don't know warning, just shut
0: down. Them. Yeah, I'm watching. I'm listening.
1: The entirety of U.S. sports shut down because of of one case. Yeah, and and it was it was totally the right decision, right? Because U.S. sports is like the reason sports exists. I mean, the the athletes themselves are in continuous contact <laughs> with each other. Um, They're traveling constantly, so they're they're vectors across the country. They share locker rooms and facilities across sports leagues, right? So there's cross-contamination between the different sports leagues, NBA and NFL and stuff like that. And then, you know, for sports to really be effective, you have lots of groups of people congregating in one place. Yeah. Massachusetts
0: casinos shut down today, too, which is just like you think about what more disgusting place for you know, with all the chips and poker, some of the poker rooms have closed. Right. But there's no bigger place for contamination.
1: That's right. And look, you know, if it, is there economic dislocation from this? Absolutely. Absolutely. But the economic dislocation, if we essentially the philosophy of flattening the curve, if we get ahead of flattening the curve, uh, will 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 be so much less than if we don't. Uh, and we have ten times or a hundred times uh the dynamics of what we already have today,
0: so looking I mean, forward tactically that 's what there's other things that you the the group came up with so obviously it's there is no plan right now. you rolled it up, you threw out your, your two thousand and twenty plan, and you 've got to get through the next sixty days and to get through the next sixty days it 's work from home hundred percent what else what else were you thinking
1: i think i i think I think you um Uh, you can look forward for the rest of the year. And everybody, you know, every high growth company has, you know, a whole bunch of things that are going to contribute to your growth, right? Whether it's uh, people, events, events that you go to, trade shows, marketing, that sort of thing. And you have no real good sense of Um, independent of what the immediate size and scale of your business is, you have no idea what those things are going to be like three to six months from now. They may be a hundred percent back to normal. It may be totally different. And so while you're sort of taking a short term view day to day, week to week, as this unfolds and um, making basically again, turning off the discretionary activity, if you're a business that's having uh benefits from this because of the type of thing that you're providing. Um one of the one of the mistakes the wrong direction is to start to look opportunistic. Um because you know what you want to do is be thoughtful about this. And Zoom actually I think is a really good example he of a company nailed that's already, he nailed that already, already already doing smart things, right? K you know, free 12. free free K through twelve. Genius. And and you know that will have a very long-term positive benefit to the company because it'll get embedded within K through 12 everywhere. Yeah. And it also has a very powerful short-term benefit to society because it's free. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as a company sort of balancing the short-term, do short-term things that are helpful, that set you up for the long-term benefit well, Yeah, I love that. Um, rather than just being short-term opportunistic, mm-hmm. uh, I think is powerful. And
0: so what do you think for as VCs? So what should VCs do? So do what you did and, and get, try and do I, a call with a bunch of founders at once. How do you organize this at a local level? Like how would social, how would I do it? Well,
1: I think, I, I think there's different factors of it and you have to be, I think, I, I I think you have to be thoughtful about where you Sorry to use thinking thoughtful in the same sentence. That seems stupid. Yeah. Um, we'll you, let you it have lie. to be, we're going to let us
0: like yeah. once, can you go ahead, but leave put know, it down leave, on the leave, board leave, once.
1: No, leave it in, but give me an X for that. <laughs> um, sounding like a cliche. You're, monster. You're, you're
0: on borrow time, but keep going.
1: <laughs> um, being thoughtful about the stresses on the entrepreneurs. So, you know, if you go to VC Twitter, everybody's an expert. Yeah. Um, oh. at, you know, an expert on everything, and everybody's become an expert on epidemiology all of a sudden yeah. on VC Twitter. Yeah. Not um, me. And no, no, not me either. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, the stuff I get from the CDC and from the World Health Organization actually, yeah is good right and i'm I'm paying attention to what i'm paying attention to what gates foundation is saying because uh i you know i i trust that bill gates and the gates foundation is science science driven and science led Mm -hmm. and i also trust that the cdc notwithstanding the political stuff uh, is underlying the stuff that gets put out is actually valid and Mm -hmm. well-produced interestingly um, I, i think that Founders and leaders probably have a small number of investors that they can really respond to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're a founder and you've got fourteen VCs on the cap table, the last thing you need to be doing is being on a conference call with, with all fourteen of those no, absolutely, on separate separate calls all week long, right? It each so, has different
0: you know, each it means different things to each VC that that's for right. investment. And, yeah.
1: And so I think synthesizing it as as a leader, CEO, figuring out who you think is the most balanced in what they say and spending time with them on a continuous basis as they get all kinds of signals and inputs from their portfolio uh, is what's most helpful. And then being firm about your decisions as a CEO, because you are ultimately the one that has to make the decisions versus... A VC says you should do this, you should do that. And the VC is only able to give you the recommendation of what that VC knows. And VCA says X and VC Y says not X. Well, that's going to happen. It's going to happen a lot. The other thing I think is useful, in the U.S. at least, is to pay attention to T minus um, 2 in other places. So we have really good examples from Seattle. And now the Bay Area, that you know, two weeks ago in Seattle, a week ago in the Bay Area, and maybe it's three weeks ago in Seattle, two weeks in the Bay Area, and we're maybe a week or two in many other technology centers from having that. Mm-hmm. And you can sort of look T minus two at one what unfolds, anticipate it, get ready for it. And if it doesn't happen, then that's okay. You know, you're ahead of it. Yeah. Right. Um if you look at any of the, I, I like to call them leaderboards now, it makes me kind of ill to say it that way, but the, the leaderboards by state, right. Go to C- the John yeah, Hopkins data, yeah. click on, you know, click on, uh, uh, United States, uh, and the John Hopkins data, you can then look by state very easily. And, you know, it's Seattle, D.C., out, uh, San, uh, Bay area. I think, I think it's actually San Francisco is much higher than L.A., Um, or sorry, California state level, not city level, right. Washington, uh, New York. And, you know, for example, Colorado's fifth. And, uh, do you think that's because of Boulder? No, I think Colorado's just fifth because of the spread. Winter season? uh, Concentration of, no, ski towns. I mean, we have something like a a dozen in Aspen, right? Right. So Aspen's a town of 5,000 people with a dozen cases. But the
0: vector's high because, uh, a lot of people travel there. Yeah.
1: That's right. And, and so, all right, well, it's here. We're number five on that chart. We should anticipate that we're going to track like Seattle did. And, you know, Georgia, I was just in Atlanta with Amy for a meeting and uh, Georgia was really low on the list. And then they cranked up their testing and they moved way up the list. And I saw an email yesterday, first death in, in Georgia. I mean, that's part of the problem is that we're, we're, per thousand or per million people, the number of tests in the U.S. I think is at the lowest of any of the, uh, countries that are sort of being paid attention to here.
0: Yeah. Cause Spain and just locked down today just now.
1: That's right. Well, all of Europe will be locked down yeah. because, uh, almost intellectually you would think that it's spreading, you know, across borders. One of the ways to create some isolation and get actually control because each of those countries are responsible for their own healthcare system, even if they're in the EU. Yeah. So just, just anticipating that as, as a leader, yeah. picking the pieces of data you're going to listen to, making sure that that data is highly credible mm-hmm. versus either denial or partisan, making sure you're getting a couple of different perspectives, but then being very deliberate about what you're doing. And I don't think anyone's going to regret acting more quickly here because if you act more quickly... And things slow down quickly, and the event is a non-event. Uh, you'll get back to normal.
0: Get back to normal. People can work through Christmas, maybe. But like, we got to make right. that quick the, decision now. Christmas the, is now. Like, act yeah. like you should be with your family today. I don't know why they could just. We're such a great branding country. Why don't they just make Christmas yesterday
1: and turn <laughs> this that. into the holidays, which are a miserable time
0: that. of year? At least it's spring. Well,
1: it's Christmas it's spring and break. spring. Just yeah. uh, I think I think that it would be easy to say spring break is happening until the end of March. Yeah, go. And spring break happens at home this year. Right. And all the, yeah. Is it going to hurt all the travel and all the, yes, of course, but that hurts going to happen anyway. So let's just get it behind us rather than continue to, uh, to wrestle with it. So that's, that's kind of the message, like take action today. Don't wait another week, be deliberate in the action know that there's going to be plenty of short term pain and then you go back to the thing we talked about yesterday in terms of the grind mm-hmm. which is you know, no you know way let's grind that. let's just grind through it yeah. and recog- recognize that you know it, somebody said a really good thing to me the yesterday. good news everybody's going
0: to be if you grind Every no one's going to have expectation no you've got a freebie here cuz everybody's in the same boat
1: well, again, message to entrepreneurs, right? I mean, the, the less message to all of society because I'm not the person that should tell all of society yeah. what to do.
0: No, I agree. Um, We're talking to founders,
1: but 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 for founders, right? Take 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 that leadership role for all of your employees, and then for everybody in your community, right? The healthcare. Think about the, the healthcare workers and the level of load they're going to have, especially the ones that have kids. And now the schools might shut down. The kids are at home. Just the amount of stressors in the system. How can you do things that lower in your community the stress in the system, and how can you allocate discretionary time, energy, money, whatever it is, for your local community to try to help out? Because if in the U.S. everybody can start behaving this way, uh, we'll come out of it pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, everybody's just got to look at like even if they're right wing or left wing or, or Fox or CNN, we got to less, everybody's got to focus on like. Other people are going through stress, so why why be a burden for two weeks at the minimum? That's right. Lessen the stress. And what about uh, on the other side of this? Because you're you and I are both like the machines. One, Um, could this be a giant experiment? Would this be the perfect giant exper- experiment? by...
1: Well, I got an email from a friend the other day that said it. I just have to bring it up because it, it's it's, it's well, not the,
0: the, it's not a complete for, world killer, but at the same time, they're going to gather you know, a lot of data. It, There's a lot of data. Very, to be it's gathered, very valid, especially my with the tests. Said, especially with the tests coming.
1: My my friend sent me a note that said, uh, "If this was the singularity, it would yeah. be over already.
0: <laughs> it would be, wouldn't it? They wouldn't <laughs> fuck around with this little virus, wouldn't they?
1: Right. So." Um, you know, are we going to have more um, more things like this in our lifetime? Hopefully, our lifetime is you know twenty, thirty, forty years. Yes, yeah, and be. and and this has to be a massive warning sign for us uh, as a country and as a society, because you know it's easy to sort of think you got everything under control and there's no issues. And, you know, we are certainly in the United States with all the all the problems we have in the United States. We have, uh, you know, an incredibly robust set of characteristics across the whole country. Um, And to realize how much this can actually disrupt and impact our daily life. I mean, we're not going through we're not going through World War Two. Right. We're not living in that kind of a daily thing. We have almost in some ways the extremes in different ways that are are difficult, right? In World War II, your information was very constrained. You got very little information broadly. Yeah. You got it from a couple of places. You got it periodically. Now we get it, you know, every millisecond all day long from everywhere.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, I was the metaphor was being used the other death. I was really good. Somebody said, um, you know, the U.S. is often slow to kick into gear, but when it kicks into gear, man, does it kick into gear? Right. And some of that is structurally because of the way the states work, because the federal government and the states operate independently and in conjunction with each other. You know they're interconnected, and so when the machinery starts to move, it can really move. And you know World War II was a the person used World War II as a good metaphor. Like we waited a long time to get involved in World War II. Good point. And then we finally did get involved in World War II, and it made a huge difference to the outcome. And this is the same kind of thing. Like we we did lose eight weeks here. We could have been paying attention in January uh, to what was coming out of China, and we could have taken real action. And if you look at countries like Taiwan, that did do that. I mean, Taiwan was all over this stuff in January. Um, you know, they got ahead of it, huh. and so, so we did. Closest
0: to China. Yeah, I was reading about that. That's right, and and there, so. you know
1: they took it very seriously and and got ahead of it we we didn't but now we're kicking into gear and if everybody kicks into gear hard and takes it seriously over the next couple of weeks, we could get in front of it rather than be inevitably two more weeks pass and then we're just that much further behind.
0: And what about those that uh, on the, uh, the Fox crowd or, or older people that listen to Fox News that say, oh, there was 80,000 people that died from SARS or whatever and only 500 people have so or 50 people have only died from this? How do you ever get around that
1: argument? I don't know. Yeah. I just, and I I don't, I, I, I don't know and I find it I find it very distressing because um it, you know it's it it has become an acceptable part of our experience. I'm going to use the word propaganda, right? There's an awful lot of information and by the way it's on both the left and the right.
0: For sure. No, no, I'm saying that is, is propa- going to dig in here.
1: Pro- there, it's propaganda, and the best thing that could happen in something like this would be that all of the propagandists basically take a hiatus on this topic, and and say, "All right, this is a serious thing. You know, let's listen to you know what I what I said. I think the other day, and you've heard me say before, like let's listen to the scientists and not the politicians. The politicians don't know what is going on. The scientists know what's going on, and the more the politicians create entrenched views to try to justify a certain perspective. The worse it gets yeah and you know is there anything that we can do to change that i doubt it um but you know if you have friends and family members that that watch just fox or friends and family members who watch just Mm -hmm. cnn Mm -hmm. like try to get some other data sources in the mix so that you get some balanced views versus you know whatever ends up being tainted with a partisan flair and i would say especially for people who if, if your only source of information is fox news do yourself a favor um and you know go to the cdc website daily go to the john hopkins website daily they have an excellent newsletter that that's now a daily newsletter uh for covid 19. you know the world health organization has daily updates that are pretty good um, they're not U.S. specific, but they have, you know, new information coming out. Like, like, let that information be part of what you're looking at versus just whatever the chatter on the TV station is.
0: And then for founders, is there a central – is it for different has, – has anybody yet created, like, different things for, like, first – money in type founders versus 100 person plus founders is anybody organized that I, yet? Don't,
1: I don't know of anything like no best that best practices yet. yeah okay I don't I don't know of anything and you know I I know what we're doing at, at foundry group is we're getting very focused this week uh, you know have already started on communicating clearly with uh, everybody across the portfolio you know I would say when we decided to cancel the CEO summit uh, last week, uh, each of the partners spent time one-on-one with the founders that they're on the board of, uh, talking about uh, essentially, you know, creating more situational awareness. Um, we're now doing that very systematically on a week-by-week basis, with the idea that your forward planning doesn't. Matter anymore. So, what's actually going on, and what decision should we make based on the actual things going on? Um, I know at TechStars, um, same thing. Like that accelerated really aggressively.
0: Forward planning doesn't mid, matter. Midweek.
1: Things. Well, and you know, TechStars has all of these accelerators yeah. that are running. You know, they have demo days coming up. They have entrepreneurs going to go raise their first financings. They've got you know people meeting in groups Oof, with investors yeah. all the time. Yeah. And A lot so, of you know they, they were well, a lot of stress and they shifted a lot of that activity to virtual, yeah. um, in very short order, rather than sort of trying to hang on to, well, this is the way we do it. It's like, all right, let's do our part to flatten the curve in the short term so we can get back to normal. Mm-hmm. And then let's make sure we're providing a lot of support for those founders mm-hmm. at those very early stage companies. So, you know, I, I, is there, are there playbooks that, that you can point to on the web? I don't know of any, um, but I I think most startup communities around, at least in the U.S., are are communicating with each other, right? Yeah. The thing that we did with a with you know the Colorado startup community across Denver and Boulder and a bunch of the leaders, and I'll I'll point you to the the thing that just got released. Like it's pretty simple.
0: Yeah, it was pretty simple. I read it.
1: Right. But at the same time, it's got some very specific things in it. It says, all right, this is what we're going to do. Right. Number one, number two, number three, number four, number five. And we commit to this and we encourage everybody else in the business community to do these things in the short term.
0: Right. And yeah, everybody's got to chip in. So uh, very helpful. I um, will share this. We'll get this uh, cooked up in, in part one and part two. We'll put them up tomorrow because uh, I think it's important for founders and uh, local leaders to kind of get on it. But, you know, a lot of it's common sense. The social distancing just makes common sense. We, the only way to flatten the curve is if, if we're all going to agree to do that is some social distancing. And, um, you know, it's up to the companies now to, to, to kind of take the stress off their employees. Unfortunately, you know, whether you got money in the bank or not, there's no choice really right now is to create that social distancing and flatten the curve.
1: Last last comment I, I I would I would make especially for people who are in positions of power, um, you know, and CEOs are in positions of power, VCs are in positions of power, um, you know, leaders in different organizations are in positions of power. It, it's often very hard to separate, at least for me, separate thinking about what I want to do versus what everybody else wants to do. So. One of the things that I would encourage people to do is try to put yourself in the position of the people you have power over, and decide which decisions you could make that rele- uh, releases them or lowers their stress. I, I heard this in a handful of the CEOs um, uh, earlier this week, where they were talking about, you know, from their frame of reference, you know, they were feeling stresses A, B, and C. But they knew that their employees were really feeling stresses D and yeah. E, right? And the D and E could one example was uh, uh, employee who, you know with two two parents uh, in in a different state in a nursing home, um, and feeling really anxious about both of their parents being in a nursing home, given the you know the sort of violence of this going through a couple of nursing homes in Seattle. And then another employee, you know, who had uh, three kids all in school and they were trying to figure out what was going to happen with school. And that was, that was kind of front and center th- to them. Um, and, you know, they had come to the CEO and said, you know, can I take time off, uh, and get paid because I can't afford not to get paid, you know, for taking the time off or can I work from home, you know, and get paid? Uh, and the CEO said he realized there was probably, for every person that came to talk to him in his company, there, there were probably 10 more people that had the same exact, or 100 more people that had the same stress, but were afraid to talk to him. Okay. Right. And so rather than wait for people to come to you and say, I need this to lower my stress, think about the things that you can do proactively to lower other people's stress so that they can cope with whatever's going on. Well, still keep your business functioning effectively. Keep your you business
0: functioning. So exist. you got to find – as a founder, you got to – got to find the, your investor that you can talk to that helps you come up with a strategy to lower the stress of the people working for you and flatten the curve. And at the same time, plans go out the window and survival and tactically 60, figure out how to get through this next 60 days as strong as possible because we should have more data.
1: Yep, you just summarized the whole podcast. You could just you, you could leave that. We're cutting the, you completely last, out. It's
0: just going to be the last thirty minutes. To just by Howard.
1: Summarize with that, you totally <laughs> It'll be just amusing
0: by Howard, and there won't well even done. be Brad in this. So, can we goof project. off for one second?
1: I'm going to go watch a Bradley Cooper movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's in hard. your head. So <laughs> let's yeah.
0: goof off for thirty seconds. If the um, which CD do you think will be the hardest? At New York or San Francisco?
1: And, and, and one thing
0: I wanted to just, dis- because now we can just speculate, so the pressure's off and we'll put the links out there. I was thinking like one of the most interesting things have we had just finally caved into the non-consumer future by saying, oh, yeah, the millennials are all about experiences. Well, that just got blown up. Like Airbnb literally could be in trouble. Of all the companies yep. you thought were the the uh, of all the companies that I thought were going to be the biggest companies potential in the world, Airbnb was one of them, and that that thesis just kind of got blown out of the window. Maybe like, can you imagine what it's like for the next six months there, with cancellations and and stress, just in that system? They're cruising along. Yeah,
1: i th- I think both I think both San Francisco and New York are probably going to have equivalent levels of struggle. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I don't know the. Uh, the city and state government dynamics in California or New York state as well mm-hmm. um, as I do, for example, in Colorado. Uh, so I don't know how to compare and contrast them, mm-hmm. um, but I think that the city government choices in San Francisco are. Um, and the city government choices in New York probably have very different flavors because of the way that, that the number of cities that make up the metro San Francisco area versus just San Francisco
0: uh-huh.
1: whereas New York is very much more coordinated across those five boroughs so my sense is that you know the right decisions or the wrong decisions in the next 2 weeks in New York will make an enormous difference uh-huh. and whereas in California the Bay Area there's a lot more decision makers so it's a lot harder to coordinate whether you're San Francisco Oakland uh, you know, or down on the peninsula, like there's just too much fragmentation of the geography. So I, my sense is New York, if if the leadership in New York city and some of the private leaders in New York City uh, contribute right away. You know, here be an example. I, I don't understand why uh, uh, ten New York, very wealthy New York, you know, billionaires or whatever haven't gotten together and contributed you know 25 50 million dollars total couple you know a couple million dollars to five million dollars ten million dollars for each of them, which is not material dollars um, on a private basis to increase testing uh, in New York immediately
0: yeah just mobile like, units on the street.
1: It just feels like you know that could be a decision done tomorrow and then off you go and you solve a problem that you know the city government and the state government and the federal government are, wrestling with through their bureaucracies um, you know you see some of the things that i think the gates foundation's doing continue to think it's just great what what uh, what what bill and melinda gates do the gates foundation doing not just on mobilizing testing but they just announced i think it was today it might have been yesterday uh they're they're doing a couple hundred million dollars to accelerate accelerate treatments and so they're funding a bunch of experimental treatments, just, you know, woke up one, you know, I'm, I'm going to say woke up one day, but just said, we know how to do this. We're doing this. We're mobilizing it. We're not waiting for anybody to tell us it's okay. Is that just
0: Seattle or across the country?
1: Well, the treatment thing is, I think, across, maybe across the world.
0: Wow.
1: Um, but, you know, the, they're trying to find an antiviral that actually has an impact on this particular virus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, and they're, and they're partnering with pharma companies and, you know, there's, tons of science everywhere but sort of organizing that in any way and getting anybody to put the right energy against it's really difficult yeah and you know uh uh gates uh just decided i'm taking a leadership role in this this is important i'm doing it and you know we've got plenty of people in san francisco and zuckerberg chan is doing some stuff benioff's doing some stuff it would be nice to see you know another dozen
0: the real estate people in new york that's right
1: And then flip back to New York, like think of the number of people in New York who could just say, okay, I'm, I'm in, you know, here's, here's, here's my thing. How can I, you know, how can I help versus having to go through some slow bureaucratic process?
0: Yeah. And for a company that's just going to go right to a halt, like a sports company, have you had that happen to you where you just, there's no plan? Uh I mean, it just, revenue goes to zero. Like where revenue literally goes to zero.
1: Yeah, we we don't have any companies in our portfolio where revenue. But it's has gone happened to, to you zero. in the past, I'm sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, the biggest one. I mean, like the the lesson from uh, okay. from that example is a one where we had companies where 100 percent of their customer bases were startups, mm-hmm. and you had in a period of you know three to six months, you had 50 percent of your customers go out of business. Yeah. Not go to not go. You know, not not slow down. Just go away. So not only do they go to zero, they didn't pay your bills. Right.
0: So you they, they right. you also had spent the money and it, you had incurred the cost. Now you weren't going to get any revenue.
1: Correct. Yeah. And you know what what what's happening here is it feels more, it feels more short term, right? You know if you're, uh, if you're a sports company that has you know outside venue sports, uh, it, it feels like it's a temporal thing, um, and so you know the comment is. Figure out what you need to do to get through two or three months of your business being at zero and, you know, do the things that you need to do to lower all your discretionary costs as low as you can during that period of time and use that period of time um, to work on things that could diversify, uh, you know, your revenue, could be new product development, et cetera. I don't think that's just for companies to go to zero, right? Because you're going to have a lot of companies whose sure. revenue gets cut by 20, 30, 40, 50%. Right. And, you know, it's sort of accept the reality that that could happen if if you're a type of company where that's likely going to happen, assume it's going to happen, and then operate accordingly. And that's why we're going to get
0: a recession, because that, that what's factored in there is a the human cost. People sure. are going to get laid off, and they're not going to be able to apply of for jobs course. for the next two months, uh, minimum. Of course.
1: I mean, we know
0: that's why the next two weeks, like you said, will be worse than the last two weeks. We, we know in
1: complex, in complex system theory, right? The 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 inputs be, to a system become generate outputs, then become the inputs that generate outputs, that become the inputs that generate outputs, right? So there's a delay. Yeah, and you know the idea that, for example, that we look at the stock market last it's week. It's so cool and say, because okay,
0: the market's closed for two weeks, two days, which is the delay for the next one.
1: That's right. He calmed down a little, but next week's going to be insane. If it's you're a trader insane. in the stock and market. It's just so
0: funny to see Trump post like send around how proud he was that it was the biggest up market up day ever yeah. at a time where we're just in a delay. He has no God. idea what could happen on Monday. day.
1: All you can do is just get ready for the, you know, if you're a trader, you're just going to get ready for the insane, right? Yeah. No, on Friday, I was like,
0: I was selling stuff. I didn't care what the price was. This goes to the first episode, 10 versus 5. What's the price? I was just hitting a bid on Friday afternoon because you knew all weekend they'd be patting themselves on the back. And Monday's just next two weeks will be more insane than the first. It could be up, but I don't care. The next two weeks could be more insane than the last two weeks.
1: That's right. And, you know, you know, again, you know that all of the government stuff, the bill that's going through Congress for emergency, whatever, and like there's going to be a huge amount of activity that's very hard to understand how it's going to ultimately impact things six months from now. Right. And that's I mean, if anything, that's what I'm trying to describe, which is that it's not a thing that solves tomorrow and suddenly everything's OK or that anyone can figure out exactly where it's going to go. So you have to be very fluid, very flexible uh, in your reactions to things.
0: All right. Well, take care of yourself. You and too. Yeah. Well, canute and I are quarantined.
1: Both of you guys. Hey,
0: quarantine hey, right. We're quarantined.
1: His hair seems touch to get thicker. Microphone.
0: I never have. <laughs> yeah, but I'm Just not here touch, where you could be touch, touching don't. it. You could be doing that. He's probably licking it when I'm not around. We go away, but How did you know? His hair gets thicker <laughs> and my hair gets thinner. One thing about being sick, Brad, I don't know if this is because you know more than me uh, last year and he came to visit. So a shout out for the uh, visit. But everything that was bad about me, like my hair, my eyes, have now completely fallen off a cliff. So anything that was weak on howardlinson.com, my body, has gone into complete meltdown mode. Is that just normal for being older? Because your dad's a doctor. Like, a yeah, it sick. is
1: kind of normal. But I'm really glad. I'm really glad you took my advice when I came and visited you, and you didn't travel until then. You decided to travel like a maniac. For but a
0: I have to say, I took a lot of flack for that, Brad. And the work that I did those two weeks, you know, I felt like the tingly things in my body, the few companies that needed the most help, I thought. I had to go help that I was on the board of.
1: Yeah, and you got them done. And I got and sick got
0: and done. I got unlucky, but it was kind of lucky because uh, cause it was just a stone. But it's, I swear to God, I feel like the work I did, as painful as it was for those that that time, was so, I just didn't just, you know, anything that was running into a wall, I felt, had to be dealt with.
1: Look, if you felt good about the work you did, even though you got sick, now you're back home and you're safe. Just yeah. stay safe.
0: yeah. Okay. All right, buddy. Have a great weekend. We'll get this up and say hi to everybody in Boulder.
1: See y'all. Bye. See ya. Take care. Bye.
0: Did you push record? Did we have record going there? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Anyways, Panic with Friends. Knut, thanks for coming in on a Saturday and we'll get this up and uh, My we'll, pleasure. we'll talk everybody soon.